0: Standby alert. Death Star approaching. Estimated time to firing
1: range. 15 minutes. No legendary adventure of the past could be as exciting as Star Wars. Here they come. The more you see it, Here's where the fun begins. The better it gets. In too fast. Star Wars, rated PG. Starts tomorrow at a theater near you. Here we go. Good evening,
2: ladies and gentlemen.
0: We are tonight's entertainment.
1: I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the Force works.
3: Very small man can cast a very large shadow.
1: Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. most impressive you are on
4: the sit list welcome 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 to episode number 80 of the sit list i'm your host Raj Shahi, and my three wonderful amazing co-hosts for this evening's journey the young the restless carlos boo, the man that has names abound <laughs> we are not even gonna get into it because there's so many names hmm. let's make a name up for him today boo
5: That's the reason why I have names abounding. The nameless.
4: The nameless. New Twitter head. Less is more. (laughs) Crunch, crunch in his hole. Extraction in his Jackson. And the clock. Gonzalez. (laughs) And the man we call the hair. The man that knows his Star Wars better than he knows himself. Wow. Eric
0: Struthers. that's a tattoo oh man nothing like a little deaf leopard reference nothing man. like a
4: little leopard and, and and nothing like that's in the same album i believe as pour some sugar on me and i and i always tell boo that that was the death of deaf leopard yeah because before that album they were an actual band you would hear when you talked about like old Halen. you talked about leopard you know you, you like mm-hmm. photograph you know you know what i'm talking about eric right when they
0: were actually cool. oh yeah yeah in <laughs> you know, it when their
4: drummer but had I mean, two arms
0: oh here's the deal though man you know when you listen to the production on that record hysteria is the name of that album by the way it's tremendous and it it was like even by today's standards it holds up very well the songwriting's good it's it's more what the public did with it it hurt Def Leppard than anything because those are there's some serious musicianship there's some excellent vocal work on that album, especially from the background vocal perspective and just the orchestration of it all, the trouble they went through to make that record. It was a huge labor of love, man. Now, were they still like the ballsy hard rock band that did songs like Photograph and no, but yes, you know, everybody, yeah. everybody matures, man. It's true. It's and, good and, album. and they
4: bankrolled that album for the rest of their career. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have like seven hits off that album and they're still playing those fucking songs. So yeah. I don't blame them for it. I just, when I think of Leopard, I think of Cool Leopard. I think of 2 hand, two arm Leopard. Mm. I don't think of uh, the Love Bites, Love Bleeds, and then Pour Some Sugar on Me bullshit. Even though it's a great song and everybody sings it when it's on the radio. I just think of it that way. It's like Van Hagar and Van Halen. You know what I mean? Again, yeah. we, we start yes. off the show with a little, little, uh, little music. I like this, dude. <laughs> Before we start. We are part of an amazing podcast network called the Making Star Wars Podcast Network with podcasts such as Now This is Podcasting, Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, The Cantina Cast, Idiot's Array, Tarkin's Top Shelf, Podcast 2187, The Cargo Hold, and Finger with Randy and Jason. Check out those amazing podcasts. Just go on MakingStarWars.net and you will find all of the info for all of them. How are you guys doing, Eric? How the hell are you? I know you have to go record, so we're, we're only going to get you tonight for the Star Wars talk, and we really appreciate it.
0: Hey, man. No problem. Happy to, man. Happy
4: yeah. So to. so people that are listening, we are recording on a Monday instead of a Wednesday because I am heading over to New York mm. on Thursday night, so I, I won't have time to edit or any, but anything like that. So I'm off to see all the wonderful people and all the podcasters and all the great people that listen. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be great. That's why we're recording on Monday. And Eric records on Monday as well, so he's squeezing us in here, and we really appreciate it. So thanks, buddy. Yeah, man. Beating the
6: motivators to the punch on this
4: one. How is everybody else doing? Great. Pooh, you doing all right?
6: Yeah. Just got off of vacation, so I'm kind of unhappy, but I'm I'm, I'm good. You're
4: unhappy that you got <laughs> off vacation? Yeah. Yeah, I hear you.
6: I got used to that shit.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. How oh, are you doing less? Any holes you want to talk about? <laughs> Bleeding. I'm tired. Are you tired?
6: Yeah, I actually have. Yeah. You just
4: yawned like really loud. I did. Sorry, people. What is it with yawns, by the way? Is it the only physical thing that can be addic- not addicting, um, contagious? There's nothing else that's physical that you can see with your eyes. I think sneezing could be. I don't know. Have you ever seen somebody sneeze and you go at it?
5: I thought, I thought blinking was one
4: of those. I don't think so. Blink right now.
5: No, no, no. I think, <laughs> oh, I know what it is. It's like if you blink once, you can't stop blinking. Like you can't hold yourself. To not blink again, right but
4: now. if somebody yawns in front of you, it's contagious, and mm-hmm. you yawn. Now, is yeah. that a mental thing? Is that a physical thing? Do we? Does anybody know? I've had a lot of coffee tonight, by the way.
6: The Mythbusters tried
4: that,
5: I but I don't forgot. I think it was Mythbusters. I think it was Brain Games or something like that that did that also. Uh, I, that I, did, like, I watched it on Brain or
6: Mythbusters. This is what you call content right here.
4: Yeah.
5: Oh, this yeah. Is talking, talking, talking about yawning. Oh, talking about is,
6: yawning. Speaking of yawn. Yeah. I
4: bet you a bunch of people yawn during that <laughs> Yeah, section.
0: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> no, the, I can think of one other one that if somebody does this in front of me, I'll probably do it too, and that's throw oh. up.
6: Oh yeah, oh, vomiting.
4: Throw oh, throw up. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say masturbation. You're right, vomiting.
6: Yeah, that's vomiting can oh, be. That j-
4: but that's not always true no. because if somebody's like hammered throwing <laughs> up in front of you, it doesn't mean you're gonna throw up. I don't know. throw up, like a stomach flu throw <laughs> up. Yeah. That's
5: different. Projectile, right. Projectile throw up oh, on you.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Some
6: exorcist, sis, yeah, some
4: shit. Maybe maybe you're right, Eric. I didn't think about that.
0: Good one. All <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Well, Let's hey talk. man, good talk. Good yeah. talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's yeah, really. Let's
4: talk a little box office real quick before we get into the Star Wars. It was a very shady weekend. Fifty Shades of Freed, which is like the Cinemax, skinemax version of the Fifty Shades of Grey. Kind of this book. is it, right? It's this over? is the third and last one, allegedly. <sighs> Thank. I made thirty eight point eight million. I made a hundred and thirty million worldwide, and it went over the billion mark as a franchise from this one. Peter Rabbit. Made twenty five million, which mm-hmm. has a little controversial scenes I've heard, mm-hmm. and the 1517s of Paris, which is a true story with the true the, the real heroes, real heroes yeah. in the film. I mean, real Clint heroes. Eastwood heard mm-hmm. that is it's pretty good, and I it's pretty unique that they're using the real people in the movie. Mm-hmm. So those are your top three: Peter Rabbit, which has a Star Wars connection because mm-hmm. uh, Dom Domhnall Gleeson's in it, D- Hux is in it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Fifty Shades of Freed Porn is uh, number one. <laughs> so there is your box office roundup. Are we ready to talk about Star Wars with our Struthers? Oh, yeah. Now you would I think, think we are, man. You, you uh, would think that there wasn't tons of news, but there actually was. Mm-hmm. EW's magazine came out all focusing on the solo film, and there's some great stuff in it. So we are going to talk a little Star Wars.
3: The
1: Force is with you, young Skywalker. You're not a Jedi yet.
0: Rather than just beat you up with the content of the articles, let me just say this. Go check them out. Whether you pick up the print magazine or you read them online. And the cool thing about seeing them online is uh, Anthony Bresnikan does a little video. Sort of summon each one of them up. That's cool to see. You know his take on it, and see that he's just as hip to this stuff as we are. So it's it's a thrill for him to get to do this.
4: We got to meet the Brez, as they mm-hmm. call him, which he doesn't want to be called that, but <laughs> still calls him the Brez. We got to meet him, and and we got to watch that panel. And he is such a cool dude. He is, and his he's got great takes. And how great is it that we have him as the kind of like ambassador, like the middleman, mm-hmm. give us this information. Yeah, he's great. Definitely right, Eric. You should definitely check it out. Check out the publication. Check out the video as well. He's, he's fantastic. He's a true fan.
0: But Precisely.
4: There's some, yeah, there's some cool shit that came out. And some stuff that I was like, what? The first thing let's talk about, Ron Howard came out and they asked him, how much of this movie have you changed up? And he is very hesitant to talk about that. He mm-hmm. does not want to talk about that. This is uh, uh, pretty much what he told EW. I don't really want to explain it. I don't really want to be specific about it. Because again, I don't even want that to matter to fans. I can understand why you'd ask, speaking to Bresningen, Mm -hmm. and some might even be curious. But look, anybody who has been involved in this has done nothing but love what this movie could be. And that's been the vibe around it. I think audiences are going to feel that love and excitement. So I just want to get your opinions. Uh, Eric, I'll go with you first. How much of this do you think is going to be a Ron
0: Howard film. Let's say percentage-wise.
4: Well, we'll never based know, on that, oh. probably.
0: But based on that response, you've got to, you have got to assume it, that it's a lot. Okay? Because otherwise, you would go the route of saying, you know what, those guys, and blah, 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 great job, just to the borderline of making it, then why did you get rid of them in the first place? You know? But it has to be a bunch. Otherwise, it wouldn't be they wouldn't handle it with kid gloves like that. I personally think that's a super classy answer for Ron Howard to give. And my guess is, is that for the most part, it's not even a PR move. I think he means it. I think that to him, he wants people to go experience the movie, the end and not be thinking about the nuts and bolts of it and enjoy it for what it is, a movie and an escape into a world that we all think is neat. I, I, Completely agree. He's definitely a classy
4: guy. He just, he just exudes classiness. This guy with the, his Twitter post that he puts mm-hmm. up, his excitement for the movie. He could have came in and said, yeah, it was really fucked up. Yeah. Guys, it was really messed <laughs> up. I came in. I did this. It was a sinking ship. Yeah. By watching that trailer, I think you get a gist of how much it's going to be a Ron Howard film. It, like I said last week, it looks like a Ron Howard film and it looks like that it's going to be a fun, rip roaring, exciting mm-hmm. movie. So. I'm gonna say percentage wise, I'm gonna say he changed at least seventy percent of this film. Oh yeah, for per- starters, you didn't give a percentage, by the way.
0: <sighs> it's like a math problem when you say it goes to infinity. It's a really big number that you can't wrap your head around. I would say it's above seventy. Oh now. wow, okay, shit.
5: Mm. All right, less. Oh yeah, he's definitely got his percent to be able to get the credit, right?
4: No, no, no. I think they're both gonna get. The, um, if I'm not mistaken, no, you have to do by the certain- union percentage not know the credit. I, that I, yeah, you do. I've heard of that. But I heard that Disney might
5: do, Lucasfilm might do the classy thing and put both. They should. Yeah. So would it say a Ron Howard film or directed by Ron Howard with help from Lord I, and Murder? I don't know what the fuck it's going to say.
4: That's, that's a great question. That's but a good point. He
5: did answer it in a in a classy, I guess, a respectful way. Yeah, mm-hmm. He took the tact that's needed. That's Richie
4: Cunningham, dude. That is Richie Cunningham. Of course he's going to be classy. <laughs> Unlike some of the other fucking people on that show. <laughs> that have come out l- lately. Oh, no. <laughs> <I'm> spouted <laughs> off like fucking idiots. Oh, no. What did the, <laughs> the Fonz do? Scott Bale.
5: Oh, Scott Bale. Oh,
4: not Henry Winkler. Okay. That guy's the man. I love yeah, that I guy. Say, Fons. Yeah,
0: the shit. dude. He's class. great.
5: Henry
4: Winkler is a class act.
5: Are we jinxing dude. Henry Winkler, act, Henry Winkler jinxing yeah. though? Yeah. Oh, oh, man. Man. So, that yeah. Would my
4: childhood would be shattered if something Henry happened. to oh.
5: Winkler
3: right now? Oh. There's
4: a show that he's on that I watch with Terry Bradshaw, Henry Winkler, and a bunch of other older dudes, and they go on and do all kinds of like bucket list stuff. It's on NBC. It's fantastic, by the way. If you what is a it? To watch
6: it. Uh, was it the Last Chance or something like, yeah, that. Some sounds, like that? Yeah, shit like that. It's
4: great. Boo. What do you think, percentage wise? Well,
6: based off of how long they had reshoots and how much time in between, we found once we found out that Ron Howard was tacked on, and to when he said filming was done was a few months. You could do a lot in a few months. So I would say, yeah, it has to be a, maybe three quarters and above, eighty percent. Wow, a ton of, craziness. a ton of, he probably cut up the movie. What was there? I like this. I like this. This has got to go. You know, you know, he, he had to do his job. He had to do right. his job in the way the movie, that, you know, that he thought it would be done best. So, yeah, probably 75% minimum. Okay.
4: Well, we never got an explanation of why. real Well, we kind of did. But the Catholic Kennedy never came out and gave an official like, this is exactly why. Specifics. Yeah. Well, she talked about it a little bit with President Ginn. This is what she had say. I just say over and over again that yes, it was an incredibly difficult decision that we had to make and obviously it was pretty late in the game, which shows we spent a lot of time trying not to have to make the decision. And I think both Chris and Phil are enormously talented, incredibly funny. When all of this came together, all of us wanted nothing more than to have this to be an incredible working experience. And when it was not working out as we had all hoped, it wasn't out of lack of talent. She later went on to say I think these guys are hilarious, but they come from a background of animation and sketch comedy. And when you are making these movies, you can do that, and there's plenty of room for improvisation. We do that all the time, but it has to be inside of a highly structured process or you can't get the work done and you can't move the armies of people to anticipate and have things ready. So it literally came down to process, just getting it done. What I take out of that is we have Kasdan writing this Mm -hmm. great fucking script, We have one of the greatest writers of film working on this stuff. You can't just go out and improvise things Mm -hmm. like we all thought this was about anyways. Yeah. And it looks like some scheduling situations happened Mm -hmm. because of that. There's probably some rumbles. Kasdan probably wasn't happy. You know, it just didn't work out. And I think she's being incredibly classy about this, Mm -hmm. too. Good for her. Good for them. Nobody's shitting on each other. And and those two really have been classy about it, too.
0: What else are they going to say? It's what I expected. Because realistically, there had to be things about their style that Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm liked or they never would have hired them. They just didn't think about the realities of what it meant at the end of the day. When you're going through the dailies and you're getting closer to the end of principal photography and you're thinking, crap, this isn't this isn't what we were trying to do. I'm laughing my ass off. but (laughs) What I really need is something that's going to make this movie just crush everything else. And Mm -hmm. this is not it
5: no and then having Lawrence Kasdan probably sitting there going this isn't what i wrote what the hell yeah and then they're going oh yeah you know we did have this guy who's you know won some awards writing this script uh, <laughs> might want to use yeah the guy that script. wrote indiana jones
4: uh helped out with indy and helped out with right. empire mm-hmm. what's interesting is that they didn't vet these guys obviously this is their way of making film
6: you would think they would have known the process exactly and no and, and the uh, yeah that's what i was thinking from that comment it makes Kathleen Kennedy look bad as far as her decision making you you know who these guys are you know what they make you've seen their product you've seen their process and to think that they're going to come in and just jump on your train although that you know the Disney or the you know Disney Star Wars train makes money it has a process it's successful and you know it's going to keep rolling but you you add these two guys in they're going to want to do what they do I mean, no matter
4: what it's work for them why Exca- would they change
6: exactly yeah, yeah if to them if it ain't broke why fix it so you you add them to your journey and you expect them to assimilate well that's not you know that's not what the, that's not in their genes you know they've they've made money off of not assimilating off of sketch you know of a sketch comedy just going by the seat of their pants right so to to expect them not to do that kind of makes her look not as smart as people think
4: well i think what they did with them and trevorrow i think they jumped the gun they saw successful movies making mm-hmm. billions of dollars and they just jumped the gun they, they were they we, were blinded by the by the uh the dollar signs and not yeah, which behind them which executives no matter who they are always do
6: yeah of course that's but their job i'm
4: so happy that she had the coulions, uh, <laughs> to stop it oh, those yeah. tracks before mm-hmm. it got shitty and i love that about her yeah. she doesn't give a shit man
0: yeah well, I equate it to this, okay? <laughs> this might be the most ridiculous analogy, but it's the, it's the reality of the situation. It's like when you meet a chick at a party, or for me, for example, if I meet a chick at one of my gigs, and she's like super fun and so out there and kind of wild and crazy, and it, man, this is a good time. I like this girl. And then you realize that she's like that in all situations. And you really thought that like, hey, I bet that when we go to meet my parents, she'll be normal-ish. And you <laughs> find out that she she's still just this like really loud, wacky. And you're like, oh, man, there's so many things about this that are cool. But this just is not going to work out in it's the big picture. Great
4: analogy. That is a fantastic analogy. You're exactly right. They 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 picked them up and said, Kathleen Kennedy's like, we love these guys. Let's bring them in. Let's let them sit down and talk to Kasdan they're not going to change Kasdan's words they can't there's no way this is Lawrence Kasdan I mean maybe here and there yeah improv yeah which we've seen in in the recent Star Wars movies Mm -hmm. some of those lines that uh haven't been on script I guarantee you they came in and they just fucking changed it was like filming The Office no Office was 80% improvised Mm -hmm. probably so yeah a good great point
0: it's like you know you start <laughs> you start pouring some sugar on me, and they she's got her fist up and she's screaming, "Oh my god, this song is my jam!" Oh, yeah, she's and then you take her over to meet your parents, and she, your mom, brings out dinner, and she's like, "Oh my god, meatloaf rules!" You know, it's kind of <laughs> oh yeah. You mean meet, meatloaf
4: the artist or meatloaf the, the food?
3: food. Mm, this meatloaf
4: is
6: a symphony of flavor. It's too bad you can't have some. It's practically orgasmic.
0: I realized uh-huh. as soon as it was coming out of my mouth, I'm like, I should have picked something else. Are you so, saying she was that out of hell? Is that
4: what you're saying? She was, she was like all right. All
0: right. All right. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have picked something different. You
4: just can't do that. I know, man.
0: I yeah. know. Yeah. I. Well, well, okay. Hey, I'll do in, anything. In all love. these arts,
5: You can do anything for love. You just can't do that. <laughs> I was
0: trying to avoid. <laughs> he was trying to avoid it. I, I, I'm i happy.
5: That
0: I was you, I was that. trying to not let it happen. but. <laughs> You know, what can you do? This
5: is by the dashboard light, we're okay.
0: Wow, you're going deep. Jesus you're
4: going into some some. why do you know that shit? You know, like I, I, I get like two or three, you know, Meat me Love songs, but then you're going into some
0: weird <laughs> shit. Good for you, though. I, I mean, was, literally. I'm I,
4: I so literally surprised you. Literally, boo. Literally,
5: boo, stop.
0: Yeah, stop. Thumbs down, boo. <laughs>
5: <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah.
0: Ah. <sighs> Yeah, Lastly, as soon as I said meatloaf, I shouldn't have I thought. know, you
4: should have. Do not bring up like music and references because you know what's going to happen.
3: All right, the but last anyway. thing I wanted
4: to talk about is the coolest thing, I think, that we need to talk about that came out of this thing. According to Lucasfilm's president, Miss Kathleen Kennedy, who we just talked about, Mr. George Lucas himself visited Ron Howard, who he was his mentor for mm. ages and ages and ages. He was actually an American Graffiti back in the day before he became a super-duper director himself. He came on set and it seems like he had some influence.
3: Mm. So much so
4: well let me just let me just read to you what she said. Kathleen Kennedy said he had intended to just kind of stop by and say hi, speaking of George, and he stayed for five hours. There's even one little moment in a scene that I can't tell you what, sorry, but in the scene of the Millennium Falcon where George said Why doesn't Han just do this? It actually is a funny little bit that will probably get a laugh. And Ron happened to be by the monitor and not inside the Falcon. And he goes, oh, that's a great idea. And ran in and said, <laughs> what the fuck? Les Gonzalez,
6: dude. Crunch Crunch lives oh. up to his
3: okay, name. Okay, here we go.
4: fucking <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe you shouldn't fucking it's drink fucking your ice, fucking dude. ice. I <laughs> fucking die.
3: You
5: jack off. <laughs> <laughs> How come nobody jumped to do the fucking Heimlich? Because okay. we're going to watch this you suffer. We know now, people. Crunch Crunch almost
6: died. Because we're going to watch you suffer. I'm
4: being Struthers. Struthers.
3: Yes. I'm wondering
4: if you have this problem. Is there, like, somebody that just made... Can you shut the fuck up for 30 no. seconds, dude? No. Why are you... E- <laughs> Eric, this guy's got. I'm fucking a, drinking here, man. I'm thirsty. <laughs> well, don't fuck it. Well, put water in it. Not ice. That's, there's no water in here. You're rattling it off like it's, you're fucking playing a fucking cowbell or some shit. Put it down. Oh my god. It's not even ice. It's, it's just, a
5: blender bottle it's a because blender I was bottle. drinking my BCAAs every morning. Only left, man. <laughs>
3: that's right. And I almost
5: drowned. I'm worried about the sound quality on the damn show yeah, you know why? instead of me because choking it out on the fucking floor.
4: <laughs> I wish you would have choked, dude. Uh, <laughs> there <again>. Man, dude, <gasps> Eric. This is like this has happened like five times. Oh, in my the face hurts now. That's why he gets the the name Crunch Crunch. Oh, my
5: face that hurts. Is it a ruinous thing, man? People are probably going to question like, why you didn't spring to What brain, happens? Dude.
4: Let me That's let me okay. let me break the, this down for the audience. What happens the less is he forgets where he's at. So the the one time he, he fucking started rattling his ice in his cup like a like he was playing maracas. This time, I think he forgot that he had a blender cup that you use at the
5: gym. After I actually you drink tried to drink shake. it without making noise, and it went down the wrong hole.
0: <laughs> Whenever I was traveling all the time, and I was always real busy, like dragging protein powder and stuff around with me, I was mixing up a protein shake and one of those, and I'm like start to shake it up, and I'm on the phone, right? Probably with my ex-wife or something. I don't know. And I start shaking it and I realize way too late that I didn't flip the lid down and I'm flinging <laughs> brown, brown protein drink oh, all was over the there. hotel. Oh, that Cause I was so walking good. while I'm talking on the phone, shaking that thing. <laughs> it yeah. It was not cool. Oh, the drink service was like, what the
5: hell happened? The difference to is Eric, here? you weren't on a podcast.
0: Oh, you weren't recording. That is true. That is true because there is literally well, not literally, <laughs> almost nearly nothing worse than somebody who just constantly makes noise when you're trying to record a podcast. Just saying. Just
4: saying.
5: Just saying. <laughs> just
4: saying. Oh, All right, I'm, gonna I'm try still to fi- red,
5: man. I still have bursted blood vessels.
6: Oh, so am I, because I'm
5: My laughing. Ears are fucking I'm going to try to finish.
6: Okay. Let-
4: Eric it's has okay. to go record, so I'm going to try to finish this, this what, what she <sighs> had to say. Okay? I'm going to do this again. <sighs> it actually is a funny little bit where probably, well, <laughs> I can't even do this. <coughs> Let's just fucking break this down. George Lucas showed up on the fucking solo set and he directed, pretty much directed a little bit of the movie. That's awesome. And I find this to be the greatest news of all, that he is so comfortable still that he can come down, comfortable with Ron Howard, really, pretty Mm -hmm. much, and he can just tell Ron, hey, you should do it this way. The man himself, the maestro of all maestros, has kind of shaped a little scene in this film. And I think that's fantastic. Because this is a character that he created. Mm -hmm. So that's all I was trying to say before Les
0: almost had a fucking stroke. You know, and I don't think we would have gotten that if Ron Howard wasn't at the helm. Absolutely not. You know? Yeah. So that makes it super cool, man. And to me, that's the superstar of this entire run of EW articles. I mean, there's some great stuff in there, but that's to me, that's the big moment. The story in that particular article where it's given the timeline of how Ron Howard ended up there and what his decision making process was for taking it over because he likes those guys. They've done movies for his production company. Yeah, he does. And he he's trying to work with them still. And so he talked to them first and it's like, hey, you know, this, this, and this. Are you going to be okay with this? Which, again, is another stand-up thing. The guy's great. Getting George Lucas in there, man, that Oh, that just makes you want to hug the movie. Oh, I love you so much. <laughs> oh, I know. I, first thing
4: I said, and I love this line. Uh She said, I think George felt pretty great about it. And having him feel comfortable and great about doing something that's in Star Wars and our new Star Wars, I think that's just the best, the coolest fucking thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I know he went on set for Rogue One. I know he was fucking with Gareth Edwards a bit. He, <laughs> yeah, he told said, Gareth, Edwards, "Why? Like, why would you do that?" Or yeah. so he said something like to Gareth Edwards, "Yeah," and then he told him, "I'm just fucking with you." <laughs> I thought that was really cool, but to come in and like mold a scene, you never know, man. I, I don't think it'll ever happen, but maybe one day, maybe ten years from now, George will want to do direct a movie or something. I don't know.
6: Well, when they start their animated or live action series business, whenever that's going to fucking start, he's going to direct at least a couple episodes.
4: That would be see. That's, that's a that's an interesting thing. Not the animated happen. one, but the live action. Maybe they throw a bone mm-hmm. and they say, "Hey, George, you want to do the finale of this season?" Oh, that'd something be awesome! Like that. yeah.
0: yeah, I watched the Phantom Menace with my kids today. This my little girl was off of school. I actually kind of think of it. She didn't watch one second of the movie today, but my buddy Henry did. And you know what, man. If you it's kind of like The Last Jedi, if you can take away all of your preconceived notions about what you were supposed to get when this film came out, it's really a good watch. Yeah, of course, there's things that I wish were different in it, but I think the movie gets bagged on more than it deserves.
4: You know what? I, I was talking to Eric this morning in my car. He wasn't in my car. He was at home with his kids. But I was talking to him and I told him I've said this before, I think, on the podcast. That it it has one of the greatest scenes in the history of Star Wars cinema, and that is the Darth Maul scene. Mm-hmm. That is John Williams' Duel of Fates, that battle. The is door opens. the Greatest, yeah. Still gives me goosebumps mm-hmm. every time I see it. So yeah, I, I like I said before, the prequels they have great stuff in it, and they have some stuff that's not so great. But the great stuff is pretty fucking cool. Yes, it is. So there you have it, guys. You've heard all About the EW, not everything, but some of the stuff. Definitely go on EW, check out Resident Evil's articles, check out the video, like I said before. And we almost had Les fucking die on in the studios here in the Sith Lair. Mm-hmm. We would always have, you know, if if something happened to Les, we'd always have like an empty podcast mic for him, like in honor of him. And I think yeah. his and it's his ghost would like kind of always be around us. Yeah,
6: the
5: ghost of Crunch Crunch. Everything.
4: Yeah, I think he would fucking constantly make noise too. <laughs> <laughs> like 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 banging on the window or something to <laughs> drop. That'd be an eerie <laughs> podcast,
6: man. I think right? there'd be some horror nuts out there. Boo wouldn't last long. No, I'd be fucking out. Yeah, I'd start making noise yeah, and absolutely. shit. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, no, nope, <probably>. i out. <laughs> be looking for two co-hosts at that right. point.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: all right, my man. I know, Eric, you have to leave. So go and do yeah, your podcast. Right, have a great podcast. Yes. Nice and uh, you have a great, great week.
0: Right on, man. Safe travels. By the time everybody hears this, you'll have already been there, but. I can tell you now exactly. And thank see you, you, buddy. Dudes.
4: Yeah, bye. thank you, buddy. See you soon, Eric.
5: Late. All
0: right. Bye bye.
4: Thank God for Eric Struthers coming in, doing a little Star Wars shenanigan with us. Man, I love having Eric on our on our podcast. It's fantastic. He's a great guy, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Awesome. See, I can be nice to him when he's not on the air. There you go. What is wrong with you, man? It's better to be my yeah, goodness. It's better to be no. an asshole to his face than behind his back. Yes, I'll never an asshole to be behind his back because I love the guy. Oh, exactly. Lord, oh Lord, you guys. Yeah. Guys, there's some crazy shit that happened non-Star Warsy. y Ooh. Like, right. if you listen to last week's podcast, I put in the Venom trailer because it came out about hours after we finished the podcast and I finished editing it.
6: You really shouldn't have.
4: Really shouldn't have. And let's talk about that. So we got a Venom trailer and it was very- Did we? It was a venomless Venom trailer. Did we get a they Venom It had no trailer? poison in that goddamn exactly,
6: Venom. Exactly, yeah. That that snake Dude, What is sucks. your gripe about this Venom um, trailer? What is it? The, the first thing I said after the, the trailer finished, which I wasted- Was it a minute and a half? Minute forty of my life wasted my fucking time. Time
5: is precious, baby.
6: Fucking a man, I'm never gonna get that back. And the first thing I said after is like, "This is how a non, non Deadpool and non Disney Marvel company fucks up something from the get go." Everybody was everybody, everybody's nervous because this is gonna be a Venom without Spider Man. Already, 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 people were shaking in their boots from that. Uh, a lot of people didn't like Tom Hardy too much, so that's adds more shaking. And then we find out—wait, wait, time is, out! People didn't like Tom Hardy being Venom. Some people did. Oh shit! Some people I, did. I, I liked that. Huh? I, I liked it too. But I—I I did actor. heard exactly. I did okay. uh, hear some grumbles. The fact that it's gonna be completely separate from Disney, everything, everything. Yeah. That it's a Sony product. And then at the end, or once we finally get the trailer, there's no fucking Venom. Nothing. Not even a shadow. Not even a a smile. Nothing. No, no, no glimpse. Nothing. And I I'm know
5: Sony fucks some shit. up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
6: But I'm just like, my God, it's not that fucking hard. It's not. All you have to do is have just a glimpse, a smidgen of time to see him. All they have to do is show the face.
4: (laughs) They they don't even want to show. If they're not done with the CGI of him moving around, (sighs) then they they have to show his face. Not
5: not even that. (sighs) All they have to do is show like the symbiote taking his hand over or something. (sighs)
4: Uh, they, showed limb. they showed the symbiote though. No, That's not they enough. Didn't show
5: it bonding to him in any way, which is even if they didn't show us Venom, they could have showed this. Like a, I'm going to repeat it again: the bonding of the symbiote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they kind of screwed the pooch on this one for sure.
6: If from from this trailer, if you do not know wh- who Venom is, what uh, which you know comic series he pertains to, you have no idea what this movie's about. No clue. Which is which? You fucked up. Correct. Majorly fucked up.
4: Now, we know that it's coming from a spaceship because we see the spaceship in yes, the trailer. Yes, yes. All right. I'll throw this back at you just just, just to do it. If you saw this, and I think you just answered this question. If you saw this movie and you didn't know it was Venom and you saw Tom Hardy kicking ass and running and going crazy and flipping out and having seizures, is this something that
6: you'd be interested in watching? Yes. Okay. Yes, but it's not the movie that I'm – expect, or not the trailer I'm expecting to see. I agree.
5: I agree. They should have just put the symbiote in there in a real major way. You're still going forward with this with no Spider-Man, which is just dangerous, very dangerous. But you will get carnage is the rumor. apparently we're going to oh. get carnage, which that <laughs> might salvage this whole thing.
6: Was he in the trailer? No, I don't fucking think
5: so. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll was. see. You know what? We'll see. It's still people are probably still going to go see this movie. I don't know if it's going to, well, I'm not going to say that because taking could be a 50 million open weekend. I just think that if you're not ready for the CGI, then don't do the trailer. Nobody's
4: like clamoring and dying to see a venom. Exactly. If you're not ready for the
5: panther, everyone, just so you understand, we all know what this is. This is Panthewary, hashtag (laughs) Panthewary. So just letting everybody know. It it is a big deal, man. This is basically Black Panther is going to carry us through. Maybe halfway through March into April. So yeah, this is if you're gonna release a trailer of a comic book movie, you need to be ready to go. You need to yes. have all your shit wired tight, all your fucking hatches. I mean, the Deadpool stuff is great. Yeah, the yeah. Deadpool trailers that are coming out are great. Yeah, no, and if you don't mind me mentioning that stuff, the cable oh, we talked about it last week. Oh, That's fantastic. So you know, you get cable, you yes. get the wisecracking, you get the the whole interaction, all the Deadpool stuff, the hype train. Leading up to what's going to happen has been amazing. Yeah. And all the Black Panther stuff has just been fucking We'll get into that in a great. second. Yes. And here we get this, like,
6: dud. Yeah, the, and there's no room to fuck around. You will be rolled over, especially this year, which how many hyped up things are coming this year? You will be destroyed yep. if you do not bring your fucking A game. You will be rolled over, and that's and that's what they seem like they're priming themselves up to do.
4: And the problem is that Tom Hardy is such an A-list and such a great method actor, and he'll bring his A-game, yeah. but if the surroundings aren't an A-film, it's going to tank. Yeah, and, and he's going to say, be- I'm out. They better not waste him, man. They better not waste him.
5: Speaking of Tom Hardy, I think I made a major mistake last episode. Uh-oh. It wasn't Star Trek Insurrection. It was Star Trek Nemesis, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, he okay. On, yeah. Additions and retractions. <laughs> yeah, I step
4: up to the plate when I'm wrong. Speak. Yes, you do. Yeah. Except for you haven't apologized for making noise.
5: I almost fucking died, bro. Hey. God damn, It's man. your
4: fault. Speaking of Deadpool, we're not going to talk about Deadpool, but we are going to talk about maybe DC's answer to Deadpool. And oh, yeah. I think they're going to fuck this up, too. Mm. According to The rap, our man, Michael Bay, Met with Disney to look over the Lobo script that boom, was written boom, by Wonder Woman's Jason Fuchs. Fuchs. How do you pronounce
6: F-U-C-H-S? Fuchs. <laughs> isn't it, it Fuchs? It's Fuchs. It's it's, it's Fuchs. I it's
5: think it's Fuchs. Okay. Yeah. Hey,
4: Jason Fuchs. And they gave some notes on the story. Now the plan is for Fuchs to incorporate these suggestions in, into a rewrite. And once that's done, Warner Brothers will show Bay the rewrite and see if a deal can be worked out for him to helm Lobo, which is reportedly being looked at as Disney's answer to Deadpool. What is your initial reaction, Les Gonzalez, winner of comic book challenges and man of no shame? No, please
5: no. <laughs> now, no because of the character. We No wa- because of Michael Bay, not because of the character. Please bring Lobo to the screen. I personally think they should rework the Suicide Squad because Lobo has been a part of that. Yep. I concur. When they do the sequel to Suicide Squad, stick him in there, then give him a solo. If he's You want him in solo? Thing. Is that what you just said? Wow. That won't work out. Well, oh, he's hey. a spacefaring bounty hunter.
4: Oh, you just countered my counter. Mm-hmm. That's why you're a champion. Mm-hmm. Just saying.
5: Mm-hmm. He's been around.
4: Maybe he's the one that takes Yoda. <laughs> He smuggles Yoda.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I think I countered your counters counter. He smuggles Yoda to Dagobah. That's great. Dude. All right, dude.
6: I'm <laughs> Let's All
5: right, go, go, Bub. Gotcha.
6: Go. Makes make him sit bitch I'm on, on the, the back of, of his bike. bicycle
4: baby. Yeah,
5: yeah. You're sitting bitch. Yeah. You're sitting bitch. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Bitch, I am sitting?
5: You <laughs> have to be the ugliest fragging little green dude I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how he's supposed to talk. you're supposed to be uh Hard cigar chomping, like Sons of Anarchy type of guy, right? Wolverine, yeah, Mm -hmm. Deadpool. He's supposed to be the combination of Wolverine and Deadpool. And is he he as witty
4: as Deadpool? No, he's Mm. more of like in your
5: face, go fuck yourself. Ben Grimm, like he's more like the thing. Like he's a mensch. So I guess he's more of the uh, old school, like uh, yagging, fragging, rigor, frogger, that kind of thing. (laughs) Like that kind of deal going on for him. But he's takes no shit, gives no fucks. Michael Bay is just going to have explosions after explosions after explosions after, after. after slow-mo. Oh, Sp- no, Lobo's not Lobo that Lobo will be in slow-mo. Lobo is not that <laughs> type. He'd definitely would be like what the fuck is all this slow-mo shit? Damn it, let's get this shit going. No on the director. Yes on the character. Please bring him to life, bring him to the screen. I just I personally think he should be in the Suicide Squad uh, in in the iteration of the Suicide Squad and then go from there. And let, let us do a solo of Lobo movie. Fantastic uh, idea. Solo Lobo movie. There we go. Mm. Fantastic idea.
4: And I think Boo, I think we talked about this a long time ago. Yeah, we did. I think, uh, we, we just didn't, well, you, but well, you guys are talking about they need to do a Lobo movie and they're kind of going to do a Lobo movie. It looks like, but the wrong way to do it. Yep. Okay. It looks like we have some news from the Joker front. Huh. Yeah, Cinema Blend reported that War Dogs' Todd Phillips is co-writing and directing the Joker origin story movie. And according to Variety, Joaquin Phoenix is Phillips' top choice to don the purple suit. Now, I know you're looking at me like, what are you talking about? Isn't this Scorsese's thing? Yeah. Yes, Scorsese is still rumored to be executive producer and maybe directing it. Todd Phillips
5: is just writing
4: Is writing it. Official negotiations haven't begun, but supposedly Phoenix has agreed to do it. And he wants to do it. As he and Phillips met right before 2018 began. Now the ball is in Warner Brothers' court over whether or not Phoenix will be the latest actor to bring Joker to life. What is your initial reaction to this? I'll go. Boo. What do you What do you think about this? Can you see
6: Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker? Absolutely. Absolutely. He is a fantastic actor. He's proven that time and time again. I think this this being a you know one shot movie helps bring him in because he you know he doesn't seem like he'd be a sequel guy and he would be able to bring a completely different take on the Joker that would be separate from you know the Heath Ledger or the Jared Leto or whatever DCL DC wants to do in the future and he, I think he would be able to really push the idea that this is a separate Joker movie in a in a well in a different iteration of uh, the universe you know the DC universe so I think this is a This is great news if it is actually going to happen. This idea is just getting better and better. You know, with Scorsese being attached, uh, War Dogs. It's not a great movie, but it was really interesting, really well written. And then having uh, Joaquin Phoenix attached to it. Yeah, you know, it's it's shaping up to be something great. Hopefully.
5: I I just keep picturing Joaquin Phoenix's, how he looked in Gladiator. And there was a couple scenes where you just looked in his eyes and he looked really creepy. Insane? Yeah, just a little. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a, a bit unhinged. and. I think he can pull it off. He has the look for sure. He has mm-hmm. the feet. The scar helps. Uh no, it helps completely. <laughs> it definitely helps. Mm-hmm. It definitely helps. He does have the look. I don't know why they probably didn't tap him before. Leto, he's definitely going to give a different take or at least give us something totally different. Yeah, I'm all for it. It's it, yeah, this is good. Not I wonder, a bad idea.
4: I wonder if this is uh if he does so well in it and so well received that they use him in the next suicide squad instead of Leto. Nope. You don't think so? No. You
5: think that Leto is, is the man? Yeah. For that? No, but they could person. do some kind of a paradoxical, paradoxical mm. thing where there's two Jokers standing there. They absolutely And could. Joaquin's like, there's only room for one of us, buddy. And they have to go at it. And then the Suicide Squad, I'm pitching a movie right now. I need to stop. Yeah. <laughs> and that I movie, paid for that DC shit. would probably actually make that movie. I got to get yeah. paid for that. probably make some money with this idea. Uh, yeah, you probably would. <laughs> sorry, guys. Holding up for some cash.
4: <laughs> what a whore. I, yeah, my opinion is I I think he's a great actor, and I think he's crazy. He's shown that he's nuts in real life for a little like a little stint of his life. He was going oh, on so talk right. shows with like hunt nine, like ninety five pounds, hundred pounds overweight, mm-hmm. with a full beard and full glasses, beard, yes. and everybody
6: thought it was for a role. No, he's and just – I don't think it was. He was just nuts.
4: I sounded like I was from the south right there. I just went was was right on. Okay, how about our anticipation for a character that's coming out soon? Hmm. Name Jessica Jones.
3: Oh, that's <laughs> right. March. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to that. Yeah.
4: <laughs> now the Jessica Jones trailer is out. We're going to play it for you right now, and we're going to talk about it right after.
1: Third glass tonight. Put it on my tab. You drinking to remember, or forget. Giving a shit won't get you a better tip. I was feeling sad. My whole family was killed in a car accident. Someone did horrific experiments on me. And now this super vigilante shit keeps coming at me. Do you know Captain America?
6: I want to absorb Ailey's investigations. You don't want me, you just want to eliminate the competition. I never take no for
3: an answer. How rapey of you. Something happened behind
1: these doors. I have 17 years of questions. And they are deep. Just knowing what was done to you might help you. We were made here. Me and something else.
3: the only way to find it
1: is to open the door wider. You were brought back from the dead. The powers were a side effect. How many others are there? Like me? Let it go. There is a killer you cannot control. I didn't ask for any of this. Jessica might not want a sidekick, but she needs one.
3: You're not super. You're ticking time off.
1: Keep telling me who I am. How dare you?
5: What if facing it makes me worse? What are you going to do?
1: I don't know. Depends on if I can get through this night without losing my shit. Jessica Jones! It takes a monster to stop a monster.
3: What did they do to us?
4: All right, so that was your Jessica Jones trailer. And I am excited. I know some people are down on Jessica Jones. I love season one. If you haven't seen the trailer, definitely watch it. It's, I loved it. It's going to, it's going to be pretty much Jessica's trying to find out how she became Jessica. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of glossed over in the first season, but we don't get to see. And I heard he's coming back. Uh, the villain, Kilgrave. I don't know if it's coming back. Obviously, if you, I don't want to kill it for you, but we know that maybe, ah, so maybe she, maybe he's coming back on flashbacks.
6: I think he's still in her head and he pops up. Yeah, kind of like uh if anybody's played uh Arkham City, uh the Joker is in Batman's head. I mean Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight, thank you. The Const- Joker is in constantly. Yeah, yeah, he pops up but of- the the first time you actually see him scares the living shit out of you. So he is in his head permanently. He's never going to leave. So I I I I think uh I think that that'd be something kind of fucks with her like that. Or flashbacks. Okay. i love one. to see
4: him. He's a great actor. Oh, he, was he was so a, good.
6: Wonderful, yeah.
4: I, I love the trailer. I thought the trailer was great. Mm-hmm. And I love the little Captain America reference. That was cool. <laughs> what do you think about this? Les? What do you think about this whole Jessica Jones thing? Are you a fan of Jessica Jones?
5: Not, not really. Get out of my house. Uh, really? <laughs> okay, I'm out, guys. Just kidding. No. I will tolerate it, and I will watch it. Uh, it's just too drab for me, man. It's like really... You mean like Jessica's just way down? Just She's, just always down She's always down and out. She's always pissed off. She's, She's always like, drunk. Yeah, man. I don't, I don't need to be morose and somber all the time. I like her <laughs> cynical take. You're somber enough. You don't need more. Yeah, I like her cynical take, but I watch Winnie the Pooh and I, I, I get enough Eeyore in my life, dude.
1: Come on, Eeyore. Let's go play.
5: I don't feel like it.
1: Why are you always in such a bad mood?
5: I have a nail in my anus. Oh. Ha. 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 Seriously, ha. she's just walking around with a, a tail pinder. to her. <laughs> but what'd you think about this?
6: Yeah, I, I thought it was great. I was super excited to, yeah, because Jessica Jones is my number two as far as the Netflix Marvel shows. No, oh, I thought you meant you're like wrong. on your
4: list. On your, you're, you're wrong. You're like top, top five list.
6: No. You're wrong. Carlos, I, out of the, out of the four heroes, she's number two. I agree. Yeah.
4: Uh no. yeah, she's number two for me too.
6: Yeah, yeah.
4: Daredevil number one. Yes, me too.
6: Yeah. Good. Well, no, and then then there's Punisher now. No, she's number three actually. My oh bad. shit, Punisher. There's five now. Yeah, the, yeah. But no, Punisher's she- not a defender. i don't know but as as far as the Marvel shows, yeah, on oh, Netflix, yeah, yeah. Punisher's but, number one she, out of the five. She's number three. Yeah, she's number three now. Really excited that she's coming back, and I actually like her somber and cynical self because I think it's a different take. Like you, you have people like Captain America or Daredevil or. Or uh Luke Cage, who are just heroes for good, and they're you know they 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 know that they're righteous and stuff like that. She's like, no, this is real shit. The world sucks. I've seen the world sucks. I'm I'm gonna be honest. And there's some bullshit out there, which you know it's it's nice to have the the Boy Scout, but then it's nice to be the cynical, I agree, realist who I agree. Is, has to be pushed into Who's, optimism. Who
4: sometimes is Iron Man for the Avengers.
6: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Less want to say something?
4: Because you're blinking your eyes. No, no, you are good. What I like about her is <laughs> that she puts people in their place. Mm-hmm. And, and when she's with the defenders, she just talks shit on them yeah. constantly, which is great. Yeah.
6: You look, you look like an idiot. Yeah.
4: Do you know the story to Jessica Jones story, Les? Are they pretty much, I know Jessica Jones is m- married to Luke Cage at one point or are they going out? I know in the, in the show they he's they with did her
5: in it. the, it, at, um, if I'm not mistaken for a secret invasion. Yeah. They have a kid together. They have a kid together. Okay. So they are together. They are, uh, a, a couple for sure. Um, I don't know if it's married or not, but he's with her. And actually, that's uh one of the no written when Black Panther, marries Storm apparently Black Panther t'challa runs into all the different black superheroes like Falcon and Luke Cage, and he's Luke Cage is like, I didn't know Storm dated brothers, and Ooh. it's like, well, why are you talking crap? You're you're with a white woman, so it's like, oh, like they go at it, yeah, like it's like why are you why why would Luke Cage even have an opinion if he's, that'd be a fun like, fight, with a white girl. That is a thing. I don't know if it'll become a thing in the show or in the Netflix series. I don't think it will. Mm-mm. I just like what I kind of like is the fact that Luke Cage just has coffee with all these ladies, and that's that's their whole like Man, code yeah. for knowing that they had coffee yeah. Unquote. with Luke Cage. Unquote. Yeah, yeah, they got some
6: uh, some uh, coffee. You yeah. know what they all did? He, have... did
5: he grind so good. <laughs>
6: <laughs> he grinded her beans. Yeah.
5: Call me coffee because you I know what? what they it's all have
6: coffee. in common. Those girls. They like
4: their coffee dark and bitter. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking man. about.
5: Black no cream. Well, Black maybe, no sugar. Sugar. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe cream a little at cream at the end. Yeah. Black no sugar. Oh, a little. Okay, oh, that's, enough. <laughs> that's enough.
3: All
4: right, so let's get into what we want to talk about here. Black Panther. Oh yeah. Before we talk about Black Panther, we're going to go see it this weekend. We're probably all going to see it separately in different <laughs> places, but we're going to see it. Across the country. Across the country. I want to play the mojo.com's origin of Black Panther just to get a refresher on where he came from. Mm. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about what we are anticipating in the film. And then afterwards, next week, we're going to have Haas Burkhart come on from Blue Harvest Mm -hmm. and Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners. And we're going to talk some Black Panther. Nice. So here is mojo.com's origin of the Black
2: Panther. He's not just the first mainstream black superhero, but the king of a hidden tribe and a powerful member of the Avengers. Welcome to WatchMojo.com, and today we will explore the comic book origins of T'Challa, otherwise known as the Black Panther. The Black Panther first appeared when he, a tribal chieftain, decided to send a messenger to personally invite the Fantastic Four to visit his kingdom in Wakanda. Told that there would be a great hunt held in their honor, Mr. Fantastic decided to accept on the grounds that he and his team could use a vacation. With the messenger sending word of their acceptance to his master via a special transmitter, The Black Panther told his tribe to prepare for the greatest hunt of all, but with an ominous slant that he would be hunting the guests. Summoning a giant statue of a panther, the chieftain entered the structure, which contained a computer that controlled all aspects of his kingdom, while equipping his all-black, cat-like hunting uniform. With the Fantastic Four arriving in their flying car, they found the untouched jungle quickly turned into a technologically advanced land, made up of machines and wires. Giving his word that he would end his aggression, he took off his mask. Introducing himself as the chieftain, he explained that he was one of a long line of rulers of the Wakandas and the richest man in the world, alluding to an origin of tragedy and revenge. The Black Panther explained that despite living in luxury, his life had been tragic. As he revealed, his father was once the greatest hunter in the land and came to be in possession of a mass quantity of an unbreakable metal called vibranium, which came from the mountains in his land. He explained that his land soon came under attack by a villain named The Claw, who required Vibranium to complete his special sound transformer device. Using his fortune and powers, he vowed to be in service of mankind to fight for justice. Following this, the Black Panther traveled to America and enlisted with the Avengers to make good on his vow, while using his position to protect his people from afar.
4: Okay, so there is the origin story. Less. I would go to you, but I don't think you know too much about this guy. Uh, no, just Boo- no. <laughs> just kidding, buddy. Let's give us a, what do you want out of this film? Like, what is your main goal out of this film? You just want a fun, like, rip-roaring time like we're expecting Solo to be? Do you want a social message to be, to be put out there on screen? Do you want it just to be a good comic book movie? Do you want to just eat and crunch-crunch throughout the whole thing? You
5: just tell <laughs> us what you want. Well, I think it's going to do all of those things. All of the above. I think it's going to be a fun, entertaining ride. Everybody's going to come out. You know, there's going to be a lot of moments of applause, a lot of cheering, a lot of hooting and hollering. Uh, will there be some social issues tackled for sure? Definitely. Uh, will there also be, what is it? It being a good comic movie? Definitely. I think who they've picked to who the characters they've picked will work well. I think they're going to give everyone enough of Black Panther lore and of, of the Black Panther mystique to understand. So that people will be like, you know, a lot of times you get the word, go read a comic book or you, mm-hmm. know, you really don't know much. But I think this movie will do just enough to where people will be like, OK, I, I, I understand what's going on here. Will it raise sales? I don't know about that, but I definitely think it will be informative enough to where people will be like, okay, I, I understand, and it will give enough of the information. No, I, uh, what is it?
6: Absolutely. And it's already tapped into social importance because yes. Chadwick Boseman is going to be on the cover of
5: Time magazine. Yes, he is. Which is incredible. Which uh, I the, think it's only two comic. Exactly. Spider-Man was one. And it, I think that's Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, right?
6: Yeah, but uh, I don't think it was Tobey Maguire. I think no. it was actually Spider-Man well, as the
5: character. Well, there you go.
6: But Chadwick Boseman being... T'Challa, but he's, his face is actually there, not just Black Panther, which is incredible, uh, just on its face.
5: I'm getting goosebumps right now. I
6: know. Yeah. Uh, was it what I'm looking forward to is, like you said, um, you know, them doing the social stuff, you're actually touching upon the difference, the difference of, you know, uh, Wakanda to the rest of the world, how they perceive them, how much Wakanda is actually different than the rest of the world, just technology wise, culture wise, importance wise, stuff like that. And I'm looking forward to a ton, a ton of awesome hand to hand combat. Yeah. Just, I think there's going
5: to be some great fight choreography. In oh my great God. Fight. We've, We've already seen it from the trailer.
6: Exactly. But so. you would, yeah, like, uh, like it was in uh, the Winter Soldier, that was fantastic, which I think Winter Soldier will come, come about in this movie, which I think would be great. Agreed. But yeah, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to most is just jaw dropping, just epic, awesome, you know, CQ, uh, CQB combat. Where it's just going to be, oh, it's just going to be great. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm just like, oh, that was fucking awesome. He just whoops some ass. Yeah. Now, this
4: movie is very important. Obviously, we all know, right? Putting a a character of color Mm -hmm. in this position. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's going to make a shit ton of money. Oh, yeah. And it's going to give the confidence in studios to do this Mm -hmm. more and more and more. Just like Wonder Woman did. Here's this question I'm going to throw out there. What if this movie is a fantastic comic book movie? It's fun. It's one of the best comic movies we've ever seen but they don't put any social issues, they don't push the envelope, will it be a disappointment to you if they did that less?
5: No. You're good with it just being a good comedy? I, I believe that what, even if, okay, yeah. so if it doesn't tap on, you know, like police brutality or systematic racism or, you know, oppression of other, you know, white privilege and all these other social Things that we all deal with daily. I think it moves the needle because of the fact that it's a black director, an all black cast. I mean, if I knew more about like the production and everything from that, I would be able to say more about the diversity there. I think that is, you know, just letting your work speak for itself. So I think that enough, that alone should be enough to move the needle. That alone should be enough to give pause or at least give people you know the confidence to pull the trigger on trusting the artistry the creativity the know-how the knowledge of people of multiple cultures just in Mm -hmm. general i don't want to i don't want to get here and go oh this is great for black people this is going to be great for everyone i agree i think this is going to be great for people of color now, am I going to, and now there's the black in me saying, hell yeah. Oh, yes, it is. I'm straight up happy for this. I cannot wait. We've talked about it already, but I believe when you have the Dora Milaje standing there as the black super secret service, you know, which you can pit and put them against the Amazons from Wonder Woman and be like, let's see a slugfest here. You know what I mean? I think it just, it's encompassing so much more than just saying, let's blatantly tackle social issues. Yeah, so
4: you're saying you can do it in a way where you don't really have to tackle it, but you really are tackling it.
5: Right. And it, it's just like when Jackie Robinson stepped on the field is like, it's already there. You know yeah. what I mean? The yeah. social issues were already there. <laughs> can the man play ball? And he did. He just let his ball playing speak for itself. You know, it, it's always the same. Black quarterbacks or black politicians, anyone, a person of color, can they can they really handle the job? Can they really do this? The social issue is instantly there. Yeah. And after a while, you look up and you go, oh, yeah, they can do it. You get tired tired of hearing it. You you get tired of hearing it and you just let the play speak for itself. My work is here. You can question it. You can question my numbers. You can question my stats. You can question whatever, but it's all there in black and white. I do what I do. And that's simple as that. That's how I look at it. Great answer.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think it needs to have a social message. And like you said, I think it's going to have a social message either way, you know, naturally, organically. Mm-hmm.
5: It's going to be a great film. People are going <sighs> to be Ro- milling, rocking into the theater. <laughs> this is going to be great. Yeah. This <laughs> is, this, this,
4: yeah. Whew. Yeah. It's going to be really, really cool. I can't wait, guys. It's going to be a great time. And I think, Boo, you're right. I think you're going to see uh, Sebastian Stan.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Sebastian Stan, is that his name? Yeah, it is. Yes. Sebastian Stan. You're going to see the Winter Soldier. Or young Luke. Or young Luke. That's young right. Mark well, young Mark Hamill. Young Mark Hamill. Not bad, now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Young Luke's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's- you're gonna see him in it. I think at the end. I think at the cutscene. I think the credit scene. You're gonna oh, see. You're no, gonna no, see him. No, thaw. We
5: haven't even. Touched I think you're gonna see him that. thaw
6: out. Come on, no, he needs we, to get no. a vibranium arm, a new one, I mean. and just be fucking. You, you probably will, but I'm saying that's gonna be the no, cut scene. I want it in the movie. Oh, uh, me too. I want him to to to, to help him.
4: I did too. That'd be the shit. It would be the shit. He, I, I read an article real quick about Sebastian Stan earlier. I think it was on yes. comicbook.com about how he would be f- completely fine with taking over the mantle of Captain America. Yeah, so would I. He doesn't want that to happen to yeah.
6: that character, but if it had to, he would love to. <laughs> oh, shucks, to guys. It. I guess I, you twisted my arm. I guess I'm Captain America. you would also love, my yeah, exactly. yeah. also love to be Luke. middle arm. Yeah, exactly. You'd
4: also love to be Luke. But this movie is going to – I, I I don't. I don't even know how much money this thing can make. Uh,
5: God, they have the tracking out right now. I think it's something around a hundred and fifty-three for the first weekend million domestically North America. I I think so. Yeah, totally see it. Over and and I love how it's the if you think about it, the strategic placement. This is coming out on President's Day. We're in this like time where we got Mr. One President there, but we (laughs) just got out of having. Another president. You know what I'm trying to say, people. Wee- I don't know what you're saying. Yep. Nudge, nudge. I don't know uh-huh. And uh, yeah, it's just...
4: <laughs> it is great. So I can't wait to see it. And I can't wait to talk to Haas about it. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to have King Tom on. Talk to him about it. Yep. Yes. It's going to be wonderful. And I hope it's not a letdown. And I I, I can't see it being a letdown. No. No. At this no. Moment. There, no. Yeah, I don't... No way. No way. So there's that. Guys, make sure you go watch it. So we can talk about it so we don't spoil it for you. So definitely watch oh. Black Panther. Oh, yes. oh, actually, you probably have already watched it by the time this comes out. They should have. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. Let's jump to something we haven't talked about in a while. And that's The Walking Dead. Mm. The Walking Dead's coming on in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. We have a trailer that we want to play for you. And we're going to play that trailer. And then we'll talk a little bit about it. And then I know, Boo, you want to talk a little Black
6: Mirror. Yes. Yes. You started watching it. Yes. Are you done with it? I finished
4: it all. Okay. But let's play the Walking Dead trailer for you right now.
2: You put away your gun. How you stopped fighting. It was right. It still is. You can still be like that again. I can't be who I
1: was. It's different now. Here's our friends they had themselves an escape plan. They are out there somewhere. Are you sure going to L Top's the best plan? All of you in one place together. All of us together
4: will be their worst damn nightmare.
6: Nigga's gonna kill you.
1: I ferried my people to freedom. I made a choice I could live with. If we have to take them, we take them. You versus all of them, they don't stand a chance. Clip Rick, everything's aces again. They have weapons, people. We can take them one by one. one. I chose
5: my
2: side. I'm here to help you beat Negan.
1: You set this course. Who's next?
2: I'm gonna kill you.
1: I stop people from dying. I am the answer.
2: Before Mom died, she told me that I was going to beat this world. You will.
4: Ooh, gosh. Can't get enough of Rick Rhymes.
6: <laughs> Never. Never. Never is enough.
4: Unfortunately, we're going to get enough of Carl. Oh, so much Carl, man. And if you uh, don't want to be spoiled, please... Make sure you forward it in about three minutes. We're not going to talk a lot about it because it's not on yet. We'll get more into it when it's on. But five, four, three, two, one. Spoil. Carl's bit. <laughs> no, it's, yeah,
5: there's no other way to say there's it. There's no other way yeah. to say it. The trailer Carl's shows bit. it. So yeah. Anyone who is waiting for the season to stack up and then go, okay, I'll just binge it later. The trailer already shows mm-hmm. him just falling apart. Literally pieces of him oh. falling off and... He's just got like ad- extremely advanced leprosy. Pretty cool trailer, though. Yeah. yes, yes. I, I'm. I have some hope. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's what I got from watching this. I'm like, <laughs> Apocalypse's okay. are built on hope.
4: Yeah, they <laughs> apparently
5: <laughs> surviving nice. one is a nicely thing, done. or desperation.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I this moving of and changing the showrunners. I mm-hmm. hope it helps because I was I am worried about this show. Hmm. The season was balls to the walls, but I'm just worried about how they're filming things and how it looks and the Mm -hmm. stupid jokes they're making. And like, let's get it back to, (laughs) let's get it back to what the characters Mm -hmm. were and the development of the characters and how we felt about the characters and not so much of the crazy action, action of, yeah, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So what's, what's one of the main things you, Boo, are uh, anticipating for this second
6: part of the season of the walking dead? Well, the the full scope of Eugene and Dwight knowing of each other. Uh, how far is that gonna go and how important is that going to be, and who is going to ultimately bite the dust? Who is who's going to whether or not, you know, they're gonna throw each other under the bus, somebody's gonna throw well, each that other. That already happened. No, 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 but like death wise. Yeah, I I I I know that Dwight is already with the group. He's already shot some of his uh, fellow saviors and stuff like that but is eugene going to fully push him uh, uh under the bus say that you know this is what's happening or is he going to c- continue to be a little fucking bitch and and not weasel out on him that's what i fully want to know because that could well even more so galvanize negan in his hatred he's he, he's already angry that they're fighting him and then he's going to feel betrayed and now this motherfucker's with them at that point, he's like, well, fuck it. It's scorched earth. And it, is is Dwight going to
4: settle in with this group? Are they going to accept him with all the shit that he did, even though he risked his life for okay. them mm-hmm. and he wants Negan dead? I think they're going to use him as much yes. as they can, and then they're going to turn on him. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think that he's going to sacrifice himself as well.
5: Yeah,
6: he kind
4: of mm-hmm. has to. Yeah, yeah.
5: It, It's building up to be that. I, I think what's seriously going to suck and happen is, is we're just going to get this long, drawn-out Carl Fest and Oh, I hope not. That I can't.
4: If it lasts two episodes, that's fine.
5: Yes, two episodes is good. Or maybe this uh, return is like a, a, what, two episodes? Or or maybe
4: it's like an hour and a half. half. half, Yeah, Yeah.
5: 90-minute episode, then I'm okay with that. But I can't be just every other week waiting for this show, and then all of a sudden each one focuses on him just decaying more and more. And it's like...
4: Yeah, I hope that can't happen. No. I hope not. No, and it's it's not good for his character to do that.
5: No, that would suck. No. Well, it's not good for viewers to actually watch someone suffer mm-hmm. that dang long. Like you're just like, dude, really? Just get it over with, man. Just, yeah, it's all we're okay with that. All right, guys, Walking Dead's coming back on soon, mm-hmm. so stay
4: tuned. It comes on the 25th, I believe, or 23rd mm. that weekend. Yeah. And then uh, we'll definitely get deeper involved into the conversation of The Walking Dead and crossing fingers there. All right, lastly, let's talk about Black Mirror.
1: In this world, we're all so caught up in our own heads.
2: It's easy to lose sight of what's real. You said you don't know how much time there is.
1: What does that mean? It's important that you realize there is a small medical procedure involved.
6: Sorry for a game?
2: I didn't expect to find myself living in the future, but you're a fucking well arm.
4: So you recently logged your first kill. Huh? And how did that feel?
1: They filmed me. I filmed you through my computer camera. You ready?
6: If we drill down into the numbers, you have got a solid popularity arc
0: here. No one is this happy. A two-year-old with a fucking balloon
1: isn't this happy. <laughs> Singularity
6: It's when computers learn to outsmart man like women did. Years ago. you are so adorable we're genuinely empathetic as a species we don't actually really want to kill each other
3: gotcha yes let's talk
4: about this netflix show mm-hmm. that is something completely different than i thought it was yeah so w- what's going on with black mirror why should we be watching black mirror
6: so black mirror first started out initially as a as a uh, british television show that was all made in Britain, all British actors, all stuff like that. Netflix picked it up and decided to keep that train rolling, but, you know, add, uh, add tons more money into it. So the first season of the show, the one that you see on Netflix right now is the original British television show. It is fantastic. It is right off the bat, extremely well done, extremely, uh, what is it? Well written. Um, all the stories are fantastic, but. Just like the show uh, entails, it is a black mirror. This, this is Twilight Zone on negative roids. That's crazy. So Twilight Zone might have sad stories and, and negative situations. What Black Mirror really uh, encapsulates is how awful people can be potentially
4: so different actors different stories
6: yes each episode is a completely different story some I had of them no idea some of them will tap into each other a tiny bit but not much yeah but it is it is a it is a dark show it is it makes you think about my god this this is what could actually possibly happen because all of it is very very possible in in the near to distant future this is all that could happen as far as technology or people or you know certain situations out of 19 episodes, there was only one that had a nice ending. Wow. One, yeah. And, uh, and it still was a pretty much a dark story. Um, but all of them are really fantastic. This last season, season four is the best season. It is great. I only, I only disliked one of the episodes, but a lot of other people really loved it. I kind of didn't like it too much. But, um, one recommendation, not for kids. There's a, a lot of cursing. Um, there's a lot, a lot of, a lot of a JJ and Schlong. No, no. There's only a few episodes with some actual frontal nudity. Um, but yeah, but there's a lot of cursing, a lot of really all of these are extremely adult situations. Okay. No, no kids, guaranteed no kids. There's a lot of cursing, there's gore, um, and and to be honest, this this could this could fuck with a with a child. That this is how wow, serious I am. I want to watch it. No, yeah, it is great. This is how serious the the situations the are. Themes are. Yes, because this is very real. This is very possible. Everything is super, not 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 gut wrenching, but very serious and important. Yeah, so it, it is extremely interesting. It makes you think about yourself in certain situations, how you would react in those or in that kind of a world or that situation. So it, yeah, it is very very good. Very very, cool. very big recommendation.
5: Unless you've you seen any of these, yeah, I've seen about four or five episodes. One was very bad. Uh, very one, bad is in very bad situation in a very good- bad situation okay but done well done well you're right it just shows these uh twists and turns that society will eventually we could either head into those directions or what happened you know what what could come up it was mm-hmm. just really everywhere and very entertaining for sure. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely start watching it. Yeah, you should. After yeah. I watch Westworld.
6: Oh fuck! You've been saying that for months. I'm you got almost, till April, man. I'm almost done, man. April.
5: We <laughs> got three more episodes. It's a marathon with the Raj, everybody. Oh. Not a sprint, people. That's right. I will God. watch. He is the tortoise. It's very dangerous over long distances. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: Right. I think that's it, guys. Hmm. Yeah. It was a quick one today because I got to head out to New York, and we got to head out to take your parents.
6: My parents. My parents
4: are heading out for three months. My my father in law, mother in law. Boo's mom and dad mm-hmm. are heading to Nicaragua.
6: That's right. For three months. Yep. So we're officially. we them to the airport. Officially beginning retirement.
4: Yeah. Exactly. Congratulations to them. Yeah, no, I know. Very happy oh, for very them. Very cool. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of things that we wanted to talk about uh, right before we leave. If you know our listener, Fernando, he's a great guy. And he has a GoFundMe account that he wanted us to mention. And we're going to definitely mention it. If you can do this, it'd be great help. A bunch of kids from Brooklyn. And they need some help for their baseball team. Mm-hmm. There's about 60 kids. So this will help these kids be able to afford, be able to get equipment, league fees, all kinds of stuff. It will assist them to buy helmets, cleats, tournament fees, things that they can't afford to do. Mm-hmm. And these kids love baseball. And Fernando's such a great guy. He runs this thing. It's a nonprofit, too. It's a nonprofit that he runs, which is great. He's a president of the Brooklyn Title League. So if you can go to his Twitter, and that's at FernandoJedi83, at F-E-R-N-A-N-D-O-Jedi, J-A-E-D-I-83, and all the information's there. You'll see a great picture of some of the kids that are there. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so Fernando, thank you for appealing, trying to get help for this. This is a great cause. Great kids. Mm-hmm. We work with the same type of, at-risk youth, underserved ch- children who need assistance. So yes. good for you, Fernando. Absolutely. So if you can go in, donate a dollar, donate $5, donate $10, donate whatever you can. Whatever you can, it's people. It's a huge help. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, also, guys, our, we talked about our buddy Simon who did our graphics and he's going to work on graphics. Him and his buddy have a new podcast, a Star Wars podcast out and it's called Slicers Holonet and you can <laughs> find them at Slicers Hollinet. Nice. So S-L-I-C-E-R-S H O L O N E T and at that, and you can find them. Can't find them? Just hit me up or DM me, and I'll send you the link. Check them out.
5: Yes, they are
4: cool dudes with a cool podcast. (laughs) That name is pretty cool. I know, I dig it. The graphics are really cool. (laughs) I dig it. Yeah, very cool. All right, guys, I think, like I said, that is it. Again, ladies and gentlemen, it's a great time to be Mm alive. We will catch you next week on episode number eighty-one of. The Sithless. We
1: used to be number 10. Now we permanently want in, in the battle Lost my finger. Mike became my own his oh, it's an angel. Mike becomes my arm, so I love my easy love. Please, this so much. Test why, class, see, death, flesh, get scorned. so bad, feel like you ain't want to be born, John. So your friends say that I like my Lord, Chicken can draw it, you can get yours to the chicken from my phone. I yeah, like yeah. the dead kitchen. If you're my fiance, then i bring you all his sisters in. Nobody my body made a hand grenade. The girl bled to death while she was stuck kissing the razor blade. That sounds sick. Maybe one day I'll write the horror. Black the comes to the gas Jackson Jacks the knuckle. Stevie Wonder sees crack babies becoming Vietnamese in their own families. I'ma get get come you know what we soon done. Gun by my side, just in case I got the rum.